Music has a special way of touching our hearts in ways many things cannot. And if you're tuning into this podcast, you probably think so too. On each episode of Classical Post, we uncover a creative mind behind music we find particularly exceptional. Coming to you from New York, Classical Post is created and produced by Gold Sound Media, a marketing and PR agency for the performing arts industry. I'm your host, Jonathan Eifert, creative director at Gold Sound Media, and I hope you find something inspiring in this episode. Classical music so often feels divorced from pop culture, but we don't need to dive too deep into the history books to see how much composers of the past embraced the cultural traditions of their homelands. Bella Bartok traveled across Hungary documenting folk songs. Gustav Mahler wove popular tunes into his first symphony. And even Mozart composed background music for playing the popular card games of his day. So is it possible for today's composers to once again marry concert music with aspects of popular culture? Juan Pablo Contreras thinks so. The Mexican composer-conductor thrives on combining Western classical and Mexican folk music into a single soundscape that's all his own. And in his dazzling 2022 orchestral work, Lucha Libre, he's also incorporating one of his country's most beloved traditions the choreographed wrestling spectacles that emerged in the 1950s, in which wrestlers act as superheroes waging battles between good and evil. Commissioned by the Los Angeles Chamber Orchestra, Lucha Libre transforms the stage into a live wrestling match with six of the orchestral musicians wearing the iconic luchador masks. For Contreras, the work is not only an example of his artistic mission to bring people into the concert hall, with music that feels relevant and exciting, but also a way for him to pay homage to the virtuosity of classical musicians. In this episode recorded just before the work's LA premiere, we talk more about the genesis of the piece, how Contreras collaborated with local communities to shape the work, and how he hopes Lucha Libre inspires people to consider their own superhero persona. Plus he shares how film and architecture inspire his creativity, the importance of daily meditation, and his favorite West Hollywood spot for Peruvian paella. I'm Juan Pablo Contreras, and I'm a classical music composer and conductor. Let's talk about aesthetics outside of music. I'm curious where you find inspiration to create music. I would say uh, mainly architecture. Um, Basically, because I think creating classical music is a lot about making sure the structure holds up. And it's, I think there's a famous quote, I don't know if it was Stravinsky who said that music is like architecture, but with sound. In other words, that especially for classical music, when you create a symphony that's 40 minutes long, you really need to make sure that there's proportion, there's balance, there's structure. So I l always look for models in architecture to inspire me and make sure that my music is really, yeah, well put together. Yeah. And I could name, I don't know, from Mexico, especially my home country, Luis Barragan is a huge influence. And, uh, I would say maybe in the States, Frank Gehry, uh, with the Disney hall and, uh, in Bilbao, the Guggenheim museum. If, uh, we look at other fields of study besides architecture, um, like art design, fashion, film, kind of those other creative sectors. Do any of those play a role in your creative process in creating music? I would say film, especially just because my music is very narrative. I like to tell stories with 
my music and it's almost like movies without the image. It's like you can imagine narrative yourself. So that always influences me as, as to like, how can I really use classical music to tell a story so my listener can have this very cinematic experience. And lately design as well, because uh, my latest composition, which we'll talk about is called Lucha Libre, uh, which includes uh, some uh, luchador Mexican wrestler masks that I had designed for this premiere. So the musicians in the orchestra are wearing masks. So I, I really got to invent these luchadors. My, my wife created the masks and we have them made by a mask maker in San Diego. So design has really played a vital role lately in my creative process and in my artistic creation as well. Describe a routine you have in place that helps you live a healthier life. I am a huge fan of meditation um, and I use the Headspace meditation app. Uh, so at least 15 minutes a day. And that, uh, that's actually usually how I start my days with uh, meditation and just practicing different or focusing on different areas of meditation. But that has, I've been doing it uh, every day for the last six years and it has um had a huge and very positive impact in, I don't know, my inner peace and just my, you know, ha like having a, having more tools to find that place of calm that you sometimes need in this very hectic world. So I highly encourage meditation. What energizes you in life? So outside of this routine of meditation, uh, it could be meditation that energizes you, but is there is something else that, that you can point to for energy specifically? Energy. I would say my family and I just had a, my first son, he's three months old. So that has been very energizing to just get going. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And also exercise, I think is, is um, physically very energizing and, and also calms the mind. So those two things are really uh, a good combination to be energetic and be creative. What is one specific product you highly recommend? Um, my iPad, and I use this a lot for um, composing and also just attending rehearsals and looking at scores, and specifically an app called Good Notes. It's really fantastic to just like load PDFs or just even has like uh, staff paper to write music. So that's a, it's a great app if you have like the Apple Pen, whatever it's called. So Apple Pen with Good Notes and an iPad, highly recommended. And then for travel, I would say noise canceling headphones have been life changing just for flights and yeah, just disconnecting yourself from the ambience around you. Let's talk about LA. What restaurant or bar do you love to eat at when you're in Los Angeles? And then obviously, what do you order there? Uh, it's a place called Rosaline. It's a Peruvian place uh, in West Hollywood in Melrose. And they have this paella. Obviously, paella is like a Spanish dish, but they do like a Peruvian ver version that's 
I think it's vegetarian, but it's incredible. So whenever I, I want to treat myself and want to celebrate something, that's my go-to place. Let's pause for a second. Are you an artist or work at an arts organization? I founded Gold Sound Media to help you expand your audience through social media. My team and I work closely with clients around the United States, directly shaping their messaging through customized strategic content. One of our biggest success stories is our work for the Clyburn, where we drove 25 million viewers, making it one of the most watched classical music events of all time. Get in touch to speak with me directly about how Gold Sound Media can help you. Just head to goldsoundmedia.com. Now, back to the show. Tell us about your world premiere with Los Angeles Chamber Orchestra called Lucha Libre. Um, I'm curious to hear the whole story. So why don't you start from the, the beginning, the process of developing it and, um, and moving it forward? Yeah, so Lucha Libre is a piece that was commissioned by the Los Angeles Chamber Orchestra. Every year they select a composer that's going to be writing music for the orchestra, but also having very meaningful and frequent interactions with their audience, which I found very exciting, especially for a composer that writes classical music. The process is pretty lonely. You're just like at your piano writing, you know, some notes on a piece of paper. And then eventually when the piece is finished, you get to work with a hundred musicians on stage and it feels sometimes like you're crashing a party that you weren't really invited to. It's, it's that kind of process. So I really love the idea of being able to meet with the audience of the orchestra. I think it was like every two months to share my creative process. And that inspired me to, to think about this idea of writing a piece called Lucha Libre, where I would invent new luchadores, which are like Mexican wrestlers, uh, invent their masks and talk about these characters, almost like writing an opera and, and talking about characters and getting deep with the, with the audience. Um, so that's how the, the idea came about and the process was very almost collaborative. Like I really took in the feedback that these audience members gave me and, and slowly wrote the piece until finally they're this week, they're invited to the dress rehearsal and then the premiere of the piece. So, uh, it's been a very meaningful, um, creative process. And the idea behind the piece was to recreate what it's like to attend a Lucha Libre match. And in Mexico, it's a very, um, entertaining and folkloric thing. It's all choreographed. So it's kind of fake, you know, it's it, everything is planned out. So it's not like violent or aggressive, but what's amazing is that people attend these uh, Lucha Libre matches to really, uh, I mean, there's two, two sides, the good guys and the bad guys, but people just go there to have a good time and to root for just to, yeah, have a good time. And that's something that I wanted to portray with classical music, especially, I think sometimes. Uh, people think like it's a very serious thing. And I wanted to highlight six musicians, especially in the orchestra that are going to wear the luchador masks. And each of these uh, musicians has uh, a theme, like a melody. And these melodies fight each other one versus one, two versus two, and eventually three versus three at the thick of the climax of the piece. Um, so it's kind of having an experience of, attending a Lucha Libre match, but with classical music. 
And the structure of the piece is very similar to what happens in an actual uh, lucha, which actually here in LA, there's several places where you can go watch this as well. Um, so there's like the introduction. So you get to meet the characters and then where the fight starts, they start to fight each other. And when you hear um, the, the referee striking the, the ground three times, in this case, there's a bass drum that does the three strikes, then you'll know which of the two teams won. So it's a very fun piece, very kind of innovative. I, don't, I haven't really seen something like this in classical music, but, it, but I think this collaboration that I had with the orchestra allowed for me to write something this crazy and, and we're doing it, we're presenting it in a way that's very interactive in, in the sense that first we're going to play just the individual themes of each uh, musician so that you get to know, okay, what is this character about? What is the music that characterizes this luchador? And then we're going to play the whole thing that is a 12 minute orchestra piece so that people can actually follow along and, and kind of, uh, you know, figure out the plot and who's fighting who in a, in a more meaningful way. And, and that has been my mission as a composer and conductor is I really want to bring people into classical music and make them feel more comfortable attending a concert and, and feel like it's something that's still very relevant, very exciting. And I think this, the, the way we're presenting and structuring this piece will allow for that. It's so interesting to hear. Thank you for, for sharing that. I have a few questions. Um, remind us again, uh, if you didn't say already, uh, Lucha Libre, the translation yes. of that. What does that exactly mean? Lucha Libre, the extra, exact translation would be like fight freely. So like a free fight. Um, but it's a, it's, a, it's a sport or a spectacle that started in Mexico in the 50s. And it made its way into, into like the golden age of cinema in Mexico. So a lot of these luchadores uh, would appear in movies as well. So it's like, it's kind of amazing that these are like the, the Superman or Batman in Mexico. But you actually, if you go to a match, you get to meet them and you get to see them in person. So it's, it's a very kind of cathartic experience to be able to see your heroes in person. And that was kind of the way I connected it to classical music that for me, Classical musicians are like superheroes. They do something almost impossible with their instrument. They are, you know, very gifted. And also they have to do things in collaboration with other musicians so that, you know, the, the magic happens. And the same thing happens uh, in Lucha Libre. Everything is kind of choreographed. So even if uh, teams are rival teams, they have to work together so that they give a good spectacle to the people. And so that was kind of the way that I said, why not create a Lucha Libre? piece. <laughs> Got it. No, it's so cool. Um, in terms of the timeline, um, this has been premiered already, correct? That the world premiere just occurred this fall or no? It's this Sunday. This, this Sunday. Sunday. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. For some reason, I knew it was like, I, for some reason, I thought it was last Mother's Day. Okay. So it is this Sunday. Yeah. Okay. And we're speaking December 8th. I know um, this will be released after the world premiere, actually. So yes. um, just to note that for our listeners um, of the podcast, do you have any plans for future performances with other orchestras around the country or the world with this work? Not yet, but something that's very cool is that I actually recorded this piece last year with a, an orchestra that I founded in Mexico, in Guadalajara, specifically where I'm from. It's called the Orquesta Latino Me Mexicana, so a lot of Latino and Mexican uh, musicians coming together. Uh, and so we recorded it for an upcoming album that's going to be released with Universal Music. And actually, by December 16th, you'll be able to hear 
not only the composition of Lucha Libre, but also the six uh, tracks of each of the Luchador team uh, themes. So you'll be able to enjoy that and also watch uh, orchestral videos that we put together. Uh, so you'll be able to see the Luchadores with their masks uh, playing as musicians. So there will be a recording, which is very exciting, very soon. And hopefully, yes, I'll take this and, and have it premiered live with more orchestras. That's awesome. Yeah. And Universal picked it up. Incredible. Yeah. Yes. Congratulations. That's Thank that's you. really great. That's actually, this is my second album with them. The first one uh, was titled Mariachi Clan, which was like a mariachi orchestra fusion. And it got a Latin Grammy nomination. So I'm very excited to continue the collaboration with them. And I think I'm, I'm the first Mexican composer that they sign uh, to, the, to the label. So it's been very exciting and, and also... Uh, very rewarding that there have been no artistic limitations. In other words, I've been able to say like, I want to write and record a Lucha Libre piece and they've been up for that, which is very rare, especially in, like in the pop industry or like other industries where you have to write stuff that is uh, trending or whatever. So I, I've been able to enjoy that creative freedom a lot. <laughs> Yeah, it, no, it's it's great. It sounds like you struck gold because I know art, so many artists are just looking for that kind of magic potion yes. and it seems like you you must have found it. So good for you. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, a few other questions here. Uh, what do you want audiences to take away after listening to the world premiere? And then obviously on the future performances, whether it's the recording or you know if it's performed live again. Yeah, so I think on the surface, the piece looks really flashy and there's there's these colorful masks and, you know, you see, you know, musicians wearing masks on stage. So it's very kind of exciting and innovative. But, but I also think that each of these luchadores represents something and has like a more, like a deeper meaning as to what their wrestling persona is all about. So I, I think I would love for people to ask the question, like, maybe like what mask would you put on if you were a superhero or like what, you know, what, which of these fighters do you identify most with? And, and yeah, I, I think, you know, it, it really comes to the, the core of the, the, the important questions that we're always asking ourselves, like, who are we and where are we going? And, and I think thinking about superheroes sometimes make, makes us channel a lot of very deep things that we rarely think or talk about. So yeah, that would be my question. Like, who is your superhero and who would you like that superhero persona of yourself to be? A question, a follow-up question to that. Do you find that there could be different like archetypes or different, I don't know, um, traits or whatever associated with each um, superhero? And so when you kind of pose the question of like, you know, well, which mask would, you know, you wear kind of thing for a, someone to, um, to um, consider, is yeah. it one of those things where it's like, has a deeper meaning, like a really kind of systemic thing of like, I don't know, the core of identity or the core of um, yeah, humanity or... I, I don't know. I, yeah. Any I, thoughts on that? I think so. And I think a lot of my music has been about that because my journey, uh, especially as a composer, has been, I grew up in Mexico, but I moved to the States when I was 18 to study composition. And I, I did like the whole thing, undergrad, master's and doctorate. So like nine years of being in music school. And something that I kind of realized is a lot of these conservatories or music schools uh, teach classical music with a very Eurocentric, uh, Eurocentric kind of vision. So like a lot of the repertoire that we studied was from Europe and it's amazing music, but I always felt like 
there was something missing for my voice as a composer so that I could be myself. And I found the, the answer to be like Mexico, like my roots, my upbringing, my past was something that I wanted to really portray in my music and to celebrate, especially being Mexican. Like there's a lot of bad press about Mexico or like a lot of uh, Netflix shows about narcos and stuff like that. That's very negative about the country. And so I, one of my core missions has been like, I want to really celebrate and put to the fore, like the, the most awesome things about my, my country. And part of that uh, exploration has been dealing with this idea of like, how can I portray my identity with classical music, you know, using these European instruments, but blending in, you know, folk or popular music influences from Mexico. Um, so I, I've kind of addressed this question in many different pieces. The first one that did well was called El Laberinto de la Soledad, The Labyrinth of Solitude. And it won the BMI William Schumann Prize back in like 2013. So almost 10 years ago. Uh, and it, that year competing against 700 entries, 700 composers. Um, and that kind of kickstarted my career as an orchestral composer, which is very difficult. I always say we're always competing against the living composers, but also the dead composers, right? To be on a program, you have to compete against Beethoven every time, which is really tough. So I think, and, and yeah, this concept of, of identity has really resonated in my music. And, and, and I think, especially in this piece, you have six different types of luchadores that represent different things. And, and again, I think sometimes when you, when you go very specific and talk about things that are very that would seem like, you know, very Mexican or very particularly about Mexican culture. You uh, really hone in and address issues that are more universal, as you're saying, like you're talking about identity and people from all over the world can really identify with that. You know, it's like when I listen to Stravinsky's music, I'm not thinking about like Russian folk music. I'm thinking about my own uh, connection with folk music in Mexico. So yeah, definitely I, I, I had that in mind and and the themes, the music of each luchador are very different. And I think that also encourages people to, to think about like which one of these would really be more my superhero. Kind of. It's great. <laughs> uh, what, one last question. What yeah. does success mean to you? It's personal for everyone. What are your thoughts on it? Excellent question. I think especially as a composer, for me, Success is being able to sit down every day and write the music that I want to write. Um, I could tell you like from colleagues that I you know, went to grad school with or even my doctoral degree, like very few people keep composing and, you know, people, because it's very competitive and it's difficult to, you know, especially in the orchestra world, it's difficult to find a spot where you can keep doing it. So for me, that that's, you know, pleasure and privilege of just being able to compose for me has been success to build a life that allows me to be working with top orchestras in the world and making, making music that, that is success. And then obviously I could mention like, you know, I've have especially with the LA Chamber Orchestra, we, uh, they played the first concert that reopened Walt Disney Concert Hall after the pandemic. And they opened the program with one of my pieces called Mariachi Land. So that was a huge, uh, very meaningful um, event where actually people were maskless, with that, which I think then like the next day masks were required again, but it was like one day of like being like, wow, this is over. And just that, that privilege of like, wow, they chose a, 
a piece that is very Mexican sounding to celebrate such a special occasion. So that that has been one of the milestones in in my career, and I I can mention many, but I think just that um, going back to that space of writing music and sitting down and, and composing is where I feel most successful, like having being able to continue to do that. Thank you for listening to this episode of Classical Post. If you loved it, give us a five-star review as it helps us reach more people. Also, remember to hit that follow button in your podcast app to get notified of new episodes. Thank you.